Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 64. Maniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I hope you're all staying cool at the moment. It's been an absolute scorcher past couple weeks here in Toronto. I myself love the heat, but you know, pushing 40 with the Humidex is a, a little aggressive, but I'll never complain about it because six months from now, it'll be freezing cold again. So get out, enjoy the sunshine. I myself am heading to the beach after recording this intro on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. And I've got a really, really cool episode that I'm super stoked to share with you guys this week. We've got Scottish indie synth-pop sensations, churches on the show. One of those episodes that when you're in the moment, you're like, oh my gosh, you guys are doing my show. One of those moments, really, really cool. And it was one of those episodes that was really relaxed. Uh, We're just hanging out. We went over time. Uh, There was a lot of banter. They're my favorite types of episodes. And it was really great, too, because all three members wanted to do the interview, which is always the best because you get everyone's point of view, and it's a little more relaxed. It was great. So I met with Lauren, uh, Martin, and Ian before their show at Rebel, which was actually really funny because it was on a Sunday afternoon, and as <laughs> if you know that area at all, right next to Rebel, they have the Cabana Bar which in the summer is just like a crazy party all the time. And so it took them like a little off guard. They were like, what is going on here? If you've ever seen or experienced one of those cabana parties, they're they're pretty wild. So anyways, we did the interview backstage. A lot of fun. Before you listen to it, I actually wanted to give a couple items of context um, because there's a few things we spoke about that without it, you might be lost or confused of what we're talking about or what's going on. So we talk for a bit about working with Greg Kirsten, and I don't like explaining who people are on while we're doing the interview because, I mean, we only have so much time as it is. So Greg Kirsten is a legendary producer. He's worked with the Foo Fighters, Paul McCartney, Kelly Clarkson, Beck, uh, Pink, uh, you name it. And maybe his biggest accolade or accomplishment was that he co-wrote, produced, and played most of the instruments on Adele's hit song, Hello, which is a pretty big deal. It was record-breaking. So yeah, we talk about working with him for a while, and and then there's another kind of awkward then funny moment where I ask them about their collaboration with the Scottish Symphony Orchestra, which it was my fault because I paused right before saying Scottish Symphony Orchestra because I was trying to get the words in my head, and they thought I was going to bring up their collaboration with Marshmello, which, if you don't know, was a little controversial. There was some accusations or information that came out about Marshmallow that churches didn't like and they kind of said they they regretted working with him and then there was a whole thing. Um, Anyways, uh, not something that I generally like to talk about on my podcast. My podcast is a happy podcast, all things that, you know, I want people to want to come back and do my show again. So anyways, in that pause, they thought I was going to ask about that because obviously a lot of outlets will ask about controversial things. So then there's this kind of a moment where it was awkward because they thought I was going to ask about it, and then we all laughed when I didn't. And in the end, I actually think it was became more of an icebreaker and just led to more, more banter, which is always so much fun. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of that the episode we did with Barnes Courtney, where it's just, it's just like people hanging out. 
So if you haven't listened to Churches before, they just released their third album last year in 2018 called Love is Dead. It's excellent. Highly recommended that you check it out. In fact, you should listen to all three of their albums. They're excellent. But of course, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend section. So here's five songs by Churches recommended to you by me. So starting with the new album, Love is Dead, um, first song I'm going to recommend is my personal favorite song off the album. It's called Never Say Die, which we actually talk about in the interview. And then the next song I'm going to recommend from it is called Get Out. Then from their 2015 album, Every Open Eye, I recommend the song Leave a Trace. And then going back to their first album from 2013, the album's called The Bones of What You Believe. And I'm going to recommend their first single, which was The Mother We Share, and then the song Recover. There you go. Check it out. Also, check us out on social media. If you haven't already, you can follow The Adamantium on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're on Instagram at The Adamantium. We're on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. If you like today's episode, if you'd be so kind as to leave a positive rating and review, that would be awesome. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, anywhere that you find your podcasts. So let's get into today's episode with churches. I'm really excited to share with you guys, and I'm really excited to go to the beach now. So I will see you guys soon. Enjoy, and uh, have a great week. guys from churches thanks for joining us yeah thank you for having us absolutely absolutely it's very quiet in here for it is which is good it's just better than out there check noise. yeah it's better than out there but the cabana pool party <laughs> not get the memo about that i yeah. came out dressed in like a black hoodie and black sweatpants yeah and i got out of the bus and there's a lot of white swimsuits and yeah. sarongs. You got about six <laughs> six too many clothing items on. <laughs> yes. The walls are a little so long. <laughs> the walls are a little bit trippy in here. Yeah, they're yeah. Cool, eh? I've never so, been. Yeah. I don't know if it's meant to be. It's a wee bit like Harry Potter meets Silence of the Lambs, but I think oh, it's yeah. supposed to be like... I've been sitting in here longer than you guys, so I've been thinking about this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's meant to be like cute, modern, hip wallpaper but it's a bit fucked up. I bet there's a few artists who've probably had um, a couple yeah, trips in here. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be taking mushrooms in here, that's for sure. Yeah. You end up in the hospital melting wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so churches are actually now the third Glaswegian band we've had oh, on yeah, the show. That. We had which is a lot considering we've had about six, 60 this is episode 65 about wow. which three for a Toronto based pod is pretty that's good. good we've had um, the Fratellis oh yeah and uh, my mum used to work with uh, singing from the Fratellis dad. John yeah. oh with his dad she used to work with John's dad okay both teachers what did they do uh, they were like teachers in North Lanarkshire oh okay he was like my kids in the band and then his kid that was in the band got signed and I was like a literally a kid so wow yeah. turns out it all worked out for everyone. Yeah, everyone. Every, so Fratellis. And uh, the Temperance Movement. What's that? They're like, uh, very kind of classic rock and roll. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Not very to good. Be confused with the Temperance Trap. The Temperance Trap, tra- 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 <laughs> yeah. Temper Trap. Temper Trap. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Another, there's another one. Okay. No, we know it very well. It's fine. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. Sweetest disposition. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Saccharine disposition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, 
No, all good, all good. Inside jokes. Uh. Spot jokes, really. Yeah, yeah. Inside jokes. Uh, we call it Peshpak. Can you swear on this? Yeah, go ahead. Peshpak, that's what it's called. It means that you're. Was chats. that a swear? Chat's not very good. Pish, Pish is is piss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is piss a swear? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. It's not pleasant. Just making yeah. sure it wasn't a family show. You wouldn't no. say it at your mum's dinner table. Okay. I, I definitely Mom, would. Mum, these roast potatoes are pish. <laughs> not a thing to say. No. Yeah. Uh, do you ever have? Do you ever have? I mean, I'm usually pretty good with the lingo because my parents are from Belfast. But oh, there's still a little okay. bit of a, a difference. A connection. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, uh, and yet you're not ginger. No, no, none of my. You know, it's funny too because in the summer, I, like I don't have super Irish skin, I guess either. You get a tan. I get a bit of a tan. Everyone thinks I'm Italian. So I guess. So yeah, Honestly, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. But we're, I guess we're like the the dark. Darker. Ian and I start off pink and then we turn red. That's it. Goes <laughs> yeah. Lauren's lucky as well. Yeah. Um, so one thing, yeah. So I was gonna say is, do you have do interviewers often have a hard time understanding you guys? Emotionally, probably. <laughs> I don't feel like many interviewers get me. Okay. That's what you're <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. Uh, we t- I guess it's easy because we mostly answer the same questions. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so if they didn't get it, they can verify it elsewhere. Right, okay. And yeah, we. this was a bad opening sequence because it's more banter than normal. But I think it's... I like, I, this is my favourite part, to be honest. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I was like, we're not we're being well-behaved because it's no. like four of four. So everyone's getting a bit like... So it is. That's why I'm... Google you. We're like, ah! <laughs> four days! Four days! And right. then we get, we get a day off tomorrow. So. You have a day off tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. So well, it's a travel but still, it's a day where yeah. we're not. We'll be getting there very early in the morning. Yes. Where's to next? Montreal yesterday, Toronto, New York tomorrow. Okay, where are you playing in New York? We are playing the Radio City Music Hall on Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's iconic. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah, Just a little. Never heard of it. Yeah. That's it. Never <laughs> heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who's played there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it before. It's, it's a, it's so you have place. done it before. Yeah, it's a great yeah. place to play, so that's why we wanted to I've never. It. I've been in New York probably like 12 times myself. It's quite easy from here. Mm-hmm. Literally every time I go, it's like in between. Like there's nothing happening at Radio oh, City. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's a, t- it's a, like, a terrible financial decision to play there. Like, oh, you get really? ripped off, but it's so amazing that. Yeah, it's just. Well, we were one off. Like, oh, we just want to play. Yeah, one off the bucket list kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I've done Webster Hall, but I haven't done. Oh, it's Which cool, is quite it? a cool venue, yeah. 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 Did that not close for a while? It I think it's being renovated, yeah. Got oh, maybe it hasn't been? Really? I think it's still being yeah, renovated. Yeah, yeah. I was there in April and they were renovating it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, Okay. That is, uh, but one time, that's where we played the night that you got your famous haircut that you were really like, not happy with. What's the famous haircut? And Ian said, Ian's immortal words were, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> Which you never want to hear that. That yeah. was the day when I was like, hi, I'm in a band of boys. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, now I pretty much never get my haircut on tour because I just don't trust anybody. I don't trust any. Um, but yeah, I just wanted like the fringe bangs cut shorter because we were, had our first ever TV thing the next day, and I was like, "Can you just cut them so that they can see my eyebrows or whatever?" And uh, yeah, it was bad. It was like a fancy salon that the label recommended. No offense to the label, they didn't know, but it was like they cut it with like razors instead of scissors, mm, which is a very specific a fade. vibe. That's <laughs> fine. But then uh, they cut. She honestly, she cut about like five inches off, and at the end was like, "It's quite funky," and it was like loads of layers, and I got really cut, and I was really. I was like, I don't know, I ended up with a weird kind of Amish mullet there. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, 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 oh. and then Ian was like, oh, it's not that bad. 
Yeah. Because you're trying to be nice. You're trying to be nice. In the end, I just tied it all back and pinned it all away for like. Ideally, what should I have said? Actually, yes, that's a fucking disaster. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yes, why have you done that? This strange, yes, bad break. What a friend I would have been that day. <laughs> a good friend would have lied. Aww. Yeah, there you Looks go. Great. Great. Yeah, see, great. Yeah, you should have yeah, said yeah, fantastic. That's, like, well, that's bullshit. Everybody knows it. You know, yeah, yeah everybody right. knew. I looked like a wee mushroom. Was <laughs> you could have popped on a nice yeah. little fedora. Yeah. Or you don't want the Lord of Gruba. At the end of the day, I was younger then. Mm. At the end of the day, it's just fucking hair, isn't it? At least, that's well, that's it. Mean. At least when, when guys cut their <laughs> hair real short, then <laughs> then we wonder if it is going to grow back. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> so now when I cut it with like nail scissors in the hotel room, well, I wonder what I'm like, ah, That's what you should have said, Ian. This haircut is an insult to the bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're so fucking lucky. All right, so first question. Should we start? First question. Yeah, let's get it. Okay. Well, one thing, one thing that I love about churches is is how you guys are very self-made, and you know, putting out the initial single lies by yourself originally and then come all the way to here sitting in this funky room at Rebel. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys look back at putting out that first single, what, does it feel surreal or what, you know, what what kind of emotions come over you when, when you think about it? We were talking about this the other night. It does feel surreal, but like to me, I don't really like to look back that much. Okay. Like when this is all over, which it eventually will be someday, Hopefully 40, 50 years from now. Right? <laughs> right? The, uh, I'll spend all my time looking back. Right. Just thinking about it. But it can't get away from how crazy it was. Like, we literally went from nothing yeah. to overnight. Which is but extremely we, rare. Which was really, really rare. And I guess we were lucky. It's timing and having the right... Sound. What was it again? 1% talent, 1% luck. I don't know. Was it 99% persistence or like not get never giving up? That's never giving up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the as, as you can tell, don't spend that much time thinking about it because yeah. it makes me uncomfortable. Do you think it was just uh, the that especially in the UK? Do you think there was just like a real hunger for that sound at the time? And I, it, I think what happened was before we started the band, we'd been listening and listening and listening, and, and not in a in a kind of zeitgeist way, not in an attempt to kind of predict it, mm-hmm. but it was the sum of we were listening to a lot of music that was very much of the counterculture at the time in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. It was the 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 kind of thriving era of SoundCloud. Right. Like when that's the way that everybody listened to music that liked liked alternative music proper, Mm -hmm. electronic or alternative, listened to, it was like a hype machine. Yeah. And it was, and like bleep and like stuff like that. And we were listening to a lot of that stuff and somehow we mixed that with all the vintage synthesizers that we enjoyed and, and this is, and that's what we ended up with. Yeah. So by some cosmic fluke, we hit on a sound that people really, really wanted to. Lauren was a massive part of that mm-hmm. because it's, there's the juxtaposition or the contrast between the two styles is still what I think makes us stand up. Right. Gotcha. And this this latest album, Love Is Dead, uh, was the first time I think you guys used an outside producer. Mm. You used uh, Greg Kirsten, who, I mean, 
is an insanely influential producer. What was what was it like working with him rather than you know doing it all yourself like you had previously? Was it? Was it, it was really different. Uh, I mean, we were trying out working with like a bunch of different people around that time, and Greg was one of them. And we had like a few days with him in LA in his studio, and uh, the stuff that came out felt really fresh and spontaneous. And mm-hmm. Felt like you know kind of where we were at, but from somebody else's perspective mixed in, you know, with somebody else's perspective mixed in. So, yeah, it was just a really good uh, energy between us and, uh, and we liked what he was doing. So we thought, yeah, might as well go back and see where this could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote a bunch more songs with him. And did you, was there, you know, certain things in working with him that you guys could take yourself for future experiences in, in making music and oh, producing? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's one of the re- main reasons why I like either doing those sessions mm-hmm. with other people or doing like sessions outside the band is that you just if you're into production mm-hmm. and you're hanging out with other producers all the time and just looking over the shoulder stealing their ideas right it. yeah <laughs> bring it back into the nucleus and of course that all makes up like who you are as a writer who mm-hmm. you are as a producer and then you feed it back into the stuff that you really care about which is what i do with these two right it's really it can be a really great way to further your education. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't ever want to stop learning when it comes to that. I went through a phase of feeling like I knew everything I wanted to know about mm-hmm. making records and like, producing music, and I'm so glad to be out of that now. Okay. All I want to do is learn more. All right, that's and that's kind of the most ideal, you know. Sure. In yeah, any kind, in, in, in any kind of art. It's not always sure. easy to stay in that frame of mind, but right. when you're in it, mm-hmm. it's a really exciting place to be. Yeah. So, sort of me a lot that it's about not people skills but personalities gelling mm-hmm. as well like even in the worst sessions that we had I think I learned a lot about like when you pinpoint why they didn't work a lot of the time it wasn't because the person wasn't technically skilled mm-hmm. or technically talented it's because they didn't have good people skills yeah. <laughs> or that their version of people skills didn't blend with ours like I don't really want to go into a room with somebody that's on paper incredibly talented but doesn't make give people the time of day or make right. space for okay. ideas. Like, that's boring so to me. And there's well, it's an like any relationship. There's got to be a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, we and don't need to run that race, so don't run the, that race, um, I guess. It's also about a complementary skill set to right. what your, you guys, us guys, are bringing to the table, what one is bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get into the room with people that don't share, like, your creative vision for yeah. lack of a better term or a less cheesy term the it's never going to work it's not going to work it's going to so each other up the wrong way and then it's you're going to make average music and everyone goes home dissatisfied you know right so how did you guys know that Greg was going to be a good fit for you guys it's just luck we, we, we tried it like we tried a bunch of other people okay he's a great guy and we bonded over music and he's he, he, we had a similar Based on what we were talking about when we were making the record, he offered a really a, a path forward that we were excited about. Mm-hmm. One that was a bit rougher, one that was more live, one that was a bit less precious. Mm-hmm. And that was where we were at that time. And that was perfect for what we were trying to do then. But yeah, people always change. Yeah. Now if you look back in if, yeah, a year later, if I would do anything differently, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, would we even work with Greg if mm-hmm. it was tomorrow? I don't know. That's the best thing about being in a band. You get to, you get to grow and change your mind. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm. Hmm. 
Um, before you guys uh, released the first single, Get Out, you wiped all your social media accounts. Yeah. What was what was the concept behind that, or what made that, you guys decide to do that? that fun. Okay. Bit of drama. Like <laughs> okay. Mystery. I don't know. Seems cool. That clean slate. You know. Yeah, and I kind of like. I don't really. I think our relationship with social media is quite specific, and I kind of like the idea of using social media as a kind of album sleeve inlay or a way to, okay. you know, like, I feel like it should be cool to look at somebody's Instagram and rather than just, like, thousands of selfies and stuff that's trying to get likes, if you could look at the page without clicking on it and be like, oh, that's that band or that's that person, mm. like, it's visually, like, it should be, that's the point of Instagram is that it's a visual extension of, of yourself, whatever yeah. the thing is, so everyone's like, no, what about that picture from that gig and such and such a place four years ago and you're like oh well <laughs> but I feel yeah, like saw it. that was nice people yeah. were actually way more upset about it than I thought they were going to be yeah. they, they were like I guess I, did, I underestimated how interested people were in like delving into right. the past and actually being able to see the yeah. from the beginning because well, you always wonder that. too if like you know if someone's got 800 posts. How many people are looking at post number 25? Yeah. Probably no one also at this like, point. But yeah, but maybe I guess your own fucking story. Right, of course. Yeah. Don't do something else so, for your time. Yeah, and I think it's like for me, like because <clears throat> I don't know personally, I'm in the vandals. I think it's important to not buy into like the TMZization of mm, being yeah. in a band. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't start being in a band because we wanted to be fucking famous. You know? mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's about finding a balance between telling people about what we're doing and using those channels in a way that feels good for us and not, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Like, I don't really yeah. like that. I heard a, a really good, I read a really good quote, I think it was yesterday, that was something along the lines of if uh, real musicians uh, want to make good music rather than be famous, but if you have the former, you'll end up getting the latter kind of thing. I mean, that's how you they hope it will work. If Anyways, yeah, that's it. But it, it's kind of interesting that you said, too, because now you can look at your current social media pages almost like the inside cover of mm. the album, you know? Yeah, and I'd rather it be part of, like, telling the story of the band or telling the story of the music than what you had for dinner or yeah, who right. someone's boyfriend is. Like, I right. don't think that's relevant. And whenever that's been suggested to us by labels or by management, I've always been like... Yeah. I think as soon as people like, I think there's something to be said for making a community mm-hmm. and putting something positive into that. But I kind of feel like I'm like, I don't really know how it helps anybody listen to the songs. Yeah. To know awesome. what street you live on and who you're dating. And all right. Like, I don't uh, think it does. It's again, it's like the celebrityization of, of yeah. It's a highly effective marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Like it's, yeah. If you want to grow your business, it's a really easy way to do yeah. it. Get really really cheap and cheesy with it right? and you'll grow your business really fast uh, but it doesn't need to be that way if you don't want to right? maybe you can just make records and, and, and be known for that instead <laughs> right? which is what I want to do right. uh, I mean although I did no, have a talk the other day about uh, it, what would happen if I put up like <laughs> we're going to conduct an experiment, experiment yes. uh, if I just put up like a different like facetune selfie every day for like two weeks. Hey, what, uh, what different? Like a facetune like oh, face, selfie. Okay, yeah. Some sort of thing once a day for every two weeks. Would your like skyrocket? What would, would happen to my engagement and my followers? Right. And shit? I bet it goes up. Like goes at least up. One hundred followers. Really? Up. 
or down because he said surprised. He's like, really? Yeah, it's like you put your face on. You thought you would make it. Well, I think wouldn't you think people would get tired of just seeing the same thing over and over? No, savage barn over. Right. He's Unintentional burn. He's basically, he's basically just basically called me. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, any of But it's true. Like, I watched. Fuck, you know. He's literally. He's good. I watched a documentary called uh, Generation Wealth, and it's um, like a photographer that made it, and she is known for like all these amazing portraits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she's interviewed. Like, she's done this documentary that's about kind of what we're talking about. And at the end of it, she's talking to her son who's in high school, and he, for a school project, did a survey of people's social media accounts that were in his grade. And he was like, his peers, especially his female peers, get way more likes if they emulate the things that are popular in, in women on the internet. Right. So when they're in bikinis or like things like that, or pouty pictures, and he was like, that will get exponentially more likes than if you post about a hobby or your family right. or something you were making or something you wrote. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's just positive reinforcement because everybody wants to be liked and accepted, but then you're being only liked and accepted if you abide by the rules. Yeah, I'm so and glad I think you that's said depressing. And well, and also, I, I've talked to some, some of my younger cousins, and a lot of them have multiple accounts. Ones that are like personal ones for their family members and friends to see, and another one's just purely curated content for, yeah. I, that, to be like to get lots of likes. I think it's really yeah. fucked up. It is, yeah. Like for young people, for young women especially, I'm like, it's, just, it's like it's hard enough. It's hard enough. As it is, it is going to school and yeah. It's the secret. You've unlocked the secret and you don't even realize it. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna take selfies. <laughs> so bikini. sorry. Going back to yeah. I'm gonna, there you go. Bikini I'm, pictures. Then no, they, no, then no, maybe no, you'll no, get no. more likes. None of that basic shit. I'm gonna sell my bathwater on the internet <laughs> and make mukbang videos of like oh, of me just. You talk about shit. mukbang. Okay. <laughs> do you know what mukbang is? No. Unfortunately, it's, we do. What it's is just it? Videos of people eating shit. Okay. Like not shit, not eating shit. I mean, like <laughs> eating stuff foods. all mixed together. Yeah. Or? No, like just like eating a meal. And it's but, not like ASMR necessarily. But is it like food like, or, yeah. or is it like here's me like eating a shoe? Like, no, it's like eating dinner. Yeah. Oh really? And they turn on the mic. So What's like, it called? Okay. Mukbang. 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 M U K. That sounds like something we shouldn't be able to say. Specifically for sexual gratification. I don't know. Well, it's on YouTube, so I don't think that's allowed. Wow. Wow. But hold on, I want to recover this this point of day before. Sell my bathwater? No, sell on your face. Twenty pictures of selfies a day. So my my reason is like, for instance, I have a friend who's a photographer, but he'll take he'll do like a photo shoot or something, and post like six or seven shot, not like in a gallery, but like seven posts in a row of pictures that are slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just pick one. Yeah. Like I've seen this one already, yeah. pretty much. So just yeah. pick one. So that's my it's reason just, for annoying. Because now I'm like, now I don't want to follow you People anymore. Just go to mute you because it's fucking annoying. That's it. That's that was my point. Not, you know. That's most uh, definitely true. Yeah. But you said so that's what I'm saying. Too? Twenty pictures no, of your face. One, people are just gonna. It's gonna be my face. Well, you're gonna do them in different settings. But the backgrounds. Okay, you gotta be wearing a different outfit or a different. Standing next to the water, then <laughs> okay, next well, one I'm going to be that. standing so next to a nice vista. Now you need to do it. No. I'm going to try it, and okay. you're going to be sorry because you're going to see my new skyrocket. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I will purposely check in. Yeah. I'll check your phone numbers today, and then when this goes live, I'll check it again. I feel like I need to qualify. I mean, hopefully, people get that I'm being. 
sarcastic here. Yeah. And I really couldn't give a fuck about any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, I really don't care. Plus, I guess it's just a pre- like, you know, everyone's got to make make their rent, whatever. But the, even the word depresses me. Like, influencer as a word is depressing mm-hmm. to me because I was like, people who are influential should be influential for a reason. Yeah. Like a. a a skill or a talent or something that they're saying or like what they're putting into the world or what they're doing like it, it's just gonna I feel like influencers should just be a byproduct of something you've Some done talent. that could be influential <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like oh man it's bummer fast forward to like yeah. a year yeah. from now and I'll be selling like washing machines and <laughs> like, being good looking is <laughs> enough to convince people to buy things it's yeah. like the age old yeah. you know putting hot people in an advert on TV yeah. was right. like the first marketing technique mm-hmm. it's just evolved it's the same thing it's just yeah. so widespread well at least now they make them you have to see whether it's an ad or not mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know I think only if you I have more than 30,000 followers by the way really? yeah. I looked into this the other day if you have more than 30,000 <laughs> followers I'm fascinated by this world okay you um you're considered a celebrity and then you have to adhere to all the oh, advertising stuff oh really like, well, and I just think I don't know like maybe I sound like a self-righteous old <laughs> I generally think like shame, shame on these people that are selling like they're selling like laxative teas to teenage girls. They mm-hmm. don't put that shit in their body. They don't take these flat belly pills. They don't do any of that stuff. But they get paid to do it, mm-hmm. and they don't talk about the personal trainer, the nutritionist, right. the filters, mm-hmm. the, all these things. And then they say to these kids, "If you take this, you will look like me." Mm-hmm. So they're literally making money off an industry that's built on making people oh, feel nice like too. shit. Yeah. And oh. then you're making them unwell. I like, know what that says. It's horrendous. And I'm like, I don't. I just think that's a, that's a very specific kind of mm-hmm. evil. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the modern equivalent of the subway guy Jared Jared, Jared. <laughs> the fat guy that like just ate subway and then he got like shredded oh yeah and then the but then there was then now you can't talk about Jared anymore no because he did some he shady did he diddled kids and <gasps> something yeah. Yeah. are you serious you yeah. Yeah. yeah no idea yeah yeah so they don't use Jared anymore oh. <laughs> not red your bread's full of sugar and your your Subway. Yeah. Your are yeah. <laughs> I was kind of, I slowed down there because I didn't go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried cautiously there. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of my favorite songs on the new album uh, is Never Say Die. Ah. And um, whenever I listen to it, I always wonder um, if it's kind of written to be sung to someone or if it's almost self-reflective. Um, and not that you don't have to answer that. Um, but there, there's kind of this general feeling of kind of frustration, I find, in the song. And uh, I was wondering what you guys were feeling when you were writing that. I was saying, I didn't write it. <laughs> I mean, I wrote the singing, whatever, let Lauren know the lyrics. Okay. Um, I think that one took ages to get right, I think. I think because there were certain things that needed to be repeated as part of the pattern of the song. And it's difficult when you're writing stuff like that, you're like, okay, well, you don't want to repeat just in the name thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So it has to have some kind of meaning in the hook, I guess. Um, and I think that's why the didn't you say that bit to me, I was like, that is a bit that you would repeat because that's the point of frustration where you wanted authenticity or honesty. That's the Martin's one. From somebody, whether that's yourself or somebody else. And yeah, I think it's about figuring out the frustration and the disappointment of things. Right. I guess. And that's always quite a fun part of the live show because 
luckily people, people tend to sing along to that bit so that's actually yes, quite yes. it's like communal communal frustrations yes. and solo curmudgeon activities well it's, I think it's a good song that way too because people can kind of reflect on it their own way mm. and yeah. you know take it into their again I, I, there was another quote I read recently that was something like uh, you know most people assume music is an artist's interpretation of something when really it's just the li- it's the, actually the listeners mm. how they connect with the artist's interpretation mm. I like that song a lot the, it's mm-hmm. my favorite one on the album as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah me too the, uh, it's like one of those I like all of our albums like I love them all in their own way because they're part of us but there's always one song per album to me that like will in my mind will stand up for a long longer term and I think that that one is my favorite one okay. from the new one excellent um, recently you guys um, just a couple months ago you guys collaborated with the Scottish Symphony Orchestra for the yeah, we were oh, like, oh, what's that? Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, don't. Okay, yeah. <laughs> with the for the launch of BBC Scotland. <laughs> for uh, yes. what's it called? We're, that guy again? Uh, uh, Candy cane? <laughs> no, what is his name? <laughs> what's that? Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dead mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's Canadian. You wouldn't have the same problem. <laughs> Dead Mouse from Toronto. Yeah. Okay, Drake's Canadian. Drake's from Toronto. Drake's, Drake's like a. Uh, very well behaved man. Drake. Not. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, recently he's been very relevant recently. I don't know. Like, well. Toronto's been an, a pretty crazy place over the last month because of. Because they won the NBA? Yes, yeah. Uh, but, but he was like the curse. Drake? Drake was What's that like, every time Drake goes to an NBA game they lose or something. Well, the thing, is, yeah, there was there was the curse. There was the, curse. there was the Drake curse, but then he would always make sure he would always wear a Raptors paraphernalia, but also one of the other team. Oh. Yeah, so so that he would disprove his own curse. So he'd wear both teams always. Yeah, that's like the half. But there was a lot of on the fence, eh? there was a lot of controversy about him, like. He was because he's like an ambassador for the team. He was like at one point giving the coach a massage in the, during the game and like getting on the court and yelling at the players and stuff like that. And so there's a lot of controversy that why is Drake able to do that? But and they say that uh, they say that pop culture hasn't jumped the shark. Right. That's it. Wait, actually, I don't think anyone's saying that. I think everyone really. There was once a day where Eric Cantona was, you know, karate kicking fans. So yeah, that's that's uh, funny how that. Looking back at it, I remember that was just a, a little bar. Yeah, me too. I was always a Man United fan, so oh, I remember. Me too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yes. So the Scottish. <laughs> we don't. We don't need to talk about. We're, we're talking about the Scottish Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the premiere of the BBC Scotland, and um, I was just curious how you guys found the process of of now working with dozens of other people making, like, working on your music? We actually only worked with one guy, really, like, in the, in the kind of the compositional sense. Okay. The, uh, the arranger, and he was amazing, and then the whole orchestra were, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. But he was the main guy that kind of brought, yeah. brought the two worlds together. That guy was immensely that talented. so quickly as well. Yeah. Like, from, from when the whole idea was floated to the actual recording session was about 10 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a kind of scramble so to, get it, to get it working. It, and we just thought it would be really cool to have like synths and an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it would be quite fun. Yeah. It's good. And it was? Yeah. It was fun. So I still think it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Like the Best collaborated all year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> That's the only collab we did this year. <laughs> My inbox makes a different one, Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, I can put in a call to Dead Mouse and we can get him. Oh, did he, he got in a wee bit of trouble for did some he? things that he said on a, did he as well? a Twitch stream or something? Oh, okay. I think he he dropped some naughty <sighs> naughty words. Uh oh. Well, but then he walked back, so I don't know enough about that. I didn't Let's not even get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would just never talk. Yeah, yeah that's well, it. Yeah, there's there's layers. Yeah. There's, I would say there's an onion of flaws. <laughs> some are quite obvious. That's the skin on the outside. One you know. Mm. No, no worry. <laughs> Clearly over it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> another thing that I really like about you guys is you, um, including this interview, you tend to do everything together as a trio, rather than <laughs> individually. Um, what made that something that was important for you guys? You have to ask. Answer like. 66% less questions. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I think it just, yeah. Well, less that. talking, save your voice. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's fun. It's fun. We still, like, unbelievably, we yeah. still like each other after seven mm-hmm. years of being in the band. And I think at the start, it was important to for, each, for all of us to establish it as a band because mm-hmm. I feel like if people just interview the singer, then A, that's quite a a base thing to do mm-hmm. but also then it separates things out in a way that I don't think is positive because then the implication of that is either that the singer is more important or that the other people do the work and that person is the promotional mm-hmm. vehicle and that's not what the band was so I think we were quite conscious that I think sometimes if things get presented in one way it's very hard to walk it back and you can never control everything about it but you can control your side of what you put out so that's why when we do things it's always like full band in the photo because it is a band it's not mm-hmm. like producers who write songs for somebody or somebody who's like write me songs bitches <laughs> you know so yeah that's that's why I guess okay very nice I like it it's, it, it's good for me too because sometimes I, I'm like I don't know who I'm going to be talking to either what, <laughs> you don't have any yeah. say it's helpful to have other people <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, of course that helps too yeah absolutely I think I'm probably the crankiest in phone interviews because it's just me and I do think people say cheekier things to me when it's just me as well. really they tend not to say well that sounds that cheeky stuff and cheeky in, group we in the group yeah yeah because then there's two other people yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah when people have asked like really like Base, sexist. Like Does that nice. happen in in, in interviews? Yeah, like, <laughs> you do that a lot. Like, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. To me, that's shocking. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, somebody on the like, second record asked me when I would be taking cool. a break from the band because I was almost thirty. If I'd be taking a break from the band to have kids, uh-huh. and I was like, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and then somebody on a phone interview the other day asked me if I thought that Dave Stewart uh, fancied me, which is why he wanted to work with our band. Oh. And I was like. <laughs> No, well, that's like. Why does that matter? 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 Why does like, so all this know. great long answer was a segue to yeah. yeah and you're like you're <laughs> right at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, the end of the day. That's you're all right. I am. That's all, just a funny legs. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, that didn't go down that well. So I can't imagine we'll be putting that bit into the piece. Yeah. The hang up, up, the click. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? 
Well, it depends. I'm a master of muting the phone and giving it the finger. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I've only seen you mute the phone to give it the finger. Yeah, <laughs> like expressive spitting that happens, and then I'm like, I don't see, understand this line of it's question. Like, I don't understand how this is relevant as condescending. And then he was like, Oh, sorry, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've yeah. only seen you give me the finger like three times, so yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I'm doing all right. That's it. Fine. Yeah, that's as soon as I turn my back. This is honest. Yeah. One question he likes to ask people that now I've stolen yeah. uh, is, is their favorite album that they could not live without? So not like your favorite album, mm. not what you think is the best album, but one that you just couldn't live without. I, I still can't answer it, so. Uh, OK Computer by Radiohead. So, like, I don't even need to think about it. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. It's, I still listen to it. Here, it's a Loveless by My Bloody Valentine for me. Really? Recently, that disappeared from all the streaming, streaming, streaming services. And uh, luckily, you have, luckily you have like Nike like three copies of vinyl and, and like, yeah, yeah. Uh, ninety six K wabs and shit. Like. I don't think that exists. But <laughs> I definitely have that Yeah. I don't know. Lauren, anything come to mind? Mm. It's a super hard one. I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe, oh. maybe like a Rylo Kiley album or something. From okay. Like my, my youth. Maybe more adventurous by Rylo. Right. Maybe. My 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 problem with that question was was I think like in each kind of era of my life I had a different it's answer. Different one. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, I'm gonna go for a yeah. pure nostalgia one. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. Good. See, I, like I've watched my tastes really develop. Mm-hmm. Change and change and change. But okay, change, computer. But that's still like you the, are, that was the blueprint for me. It's like a, <laughs> I don't know. It's like why I wanted to be a musician. Okay. Hmm. I like it. Uh, and uh, disintegration by the cure. Okay. Can we get one choice. Yeah, okay. that's that's. And violator by Depeche Mode. And Um, current <laughs> current favorite song to play live. Uh, never see that. Yeah. Okay. Not just because it's at the end of the set. Not just because I brought it up. Because <laughs> 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 we're sucking up to Go and have a wee snooze after. Um, as we no, it's it's only works. five minutes. Ooh, I just kicked the mic, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that one works well. Like, like it's yeah, one of the ones good. that sure. I feel like it's maybe comes across better live than it does on the record. Okay. Comic, which mm-hmm. you can't say a lot of the time. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those are always, I mean, the concerts too are always the bit, you know. Okay, and it's nice that it feels like, not that people don't feel engaged in the rest of the set, but... Um, the most in yeah, like I feel like it's, it feels like a kind of good feedback loop because people sing along to certain bits mm-hmm. rather than you performing a thing at people. It's like you're doing a thing with people. You right. Know, that sounds cheesy. But. Okay. And then to wrap it up, you know, I know you guys are probably doing a festival string all summer. Um, after the summer, what's what's uh, what's next for churches? Do we have an, another album we can look forward to? I sat in my house for a bit. Yeah. It too is coming out. I saw a trailer for that the other day. It too. Get right. on it. See it too. Okay. Have you watched a book coming out? Got you on that. Are yeah. you a fan of Stranger Things? Mm. Um, I've not. I've only seen the first series, so I feel like I'm culturally. Oh, the Why second one's better. I, I thought the is second it? one was better. Yeah. I've, I saw the first episode of the second series, and then I don't know. I just didn't. Fill up it. Well, because I don't have a Netflix download 
capabilities. Because mm. you don't use that. I don't use my iPad, I don't understand them. I don't, yeah. I'm like, it's a computer with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. a big phone. It's like. just a giant phone. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. You could it get it on your phone, phone then. Um, can do. But yeah, I'm not working. I mean, I can't do the Game of Thrones. I watched season one of Game of Thrones and then I lost track of it. So oh, really? I feel like I was completely left out of this culture yeah. at the moment. I watched the last episode. No, I watched the second last episode with you. And then I read about the last episode. I was going to say that's so a big job. I can't job do that again. I've got to, yeah. I've got to get on top yeah. of this shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, uh, I think about the end of Game of Thrones a lot. Do you? Still? I still do, yeah. Yeah. What, how did you feel? How, dis- sorry, how disappointed did you feel? I, I like, I, I'm more disappointed the longer it goes. Really? It Me too. Me too, actually. At first I was like, okay. But then as my problem was not... What happened? Mm-hmm. Just the execution of. Yeah. Uh, it got happened. really, really Hollywood as well. Now, and just, just like yeah. it was rushed, very rushed. And yeah. in my mind, I mean, spoilers, whatever. It's it's statute of limitations. It's way, way past <laughs> that. Get it watched. Yeah. Turn off. This is your chance uh, to pause. The, uh, I just like in my mind thought the most George R. R. Martin thing that could happen would be that the White Walkers ate everyone, mm-hmm. and then. There was no people anymore. Yeah, and they won. That would be the best. Mm-hmm. Like that's Such how I wanted a tenor, to end. Man. That, well, that's how I wanted to end. So I was really disappointed. Yeah, apparently because he is still writing them. Mm. Apparently, someone told me that he's read all like the fan theories, and someone actually predicted his ending correctly. Oh really? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then if gonna he writes something eventually. afterwards. And then, is that like a redo? Is that, I think that's the weird. That's the whole hand and shoot first thing. You can't rewrite it because you don't like it. In no, sense. but he did, he yeah. told the show I know, it is how it was going to end. Oh, so that's that's just why it's so specifically. Yeah, he could flesh it out. That's why it's did so he? rushed and so weird because they were write? like, this is the end point, but the TV show has like deviated so much that they had to get back to mm-hmm. there and. Like yeah. seven episodes of TV or yeah. something. Which I don't know why they could have done another three seasons. Anyway. Sure, but those guys want to make Star Wars. So uh, yes, that's, <laughs> what, that's yeah. what I heard too. But already, but Game of Thrones is like the most successful series of sure. all time. But anyways, so basically, we're gonna so the answer to the question is no new album, just lots of Netflix, <laughs> yeah. video games, lots of Magic: oh, The Gathering. The, they're working. We've just finished a new song. Okay. I'm not telling you what it's for or when it's coming. No, you don't have to. Do Only that, that it's going to be really yeah, cool. That's okay. And we are like interested, still interested in making music for oh, sure. Mm-hmm. But we've been also been on tour for yeah, yeah, like fourteen months or something at this point. Yeah. Is that all? So <laughs> like, but we probably need a little bit of time off before yeah. we start thinking about any kind of meaningful mm-hmm. next statement. Yeah. Plus, I think there's a lot to be said as musicians, as creative people in general, for like kind of recharging your batteries, like mm-hmm. sort of filling up the tanks again of, of, of things that inspire you and mm-hmm. like you know writing things down, making little sketches and then when it comes time to actually do it again, you're you know, you're not writing from a place of, of, of kind of inspiration or famine, but it's like, you know, there's lots of stuff on the table. To get inspired by, yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it, it some time. Yeah. There's yeah. like ninety million demos floating around as well. Oh really? Okay. We'll get to that. The sort of, yeah. On the to-do list. Halloween <laughs> <laughs> really seriously this year. Like we're gonna be at home, huh. just hanging out. Is gonna be like have a party? <laughs> Maybe. Don't know. Watch, watch some, some United. I don't know oh, who else is. Can I, can I come? 
You still eat uh, it? Yeah, I don't like two other people. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, it's on, it's on I was kind of counting on you to be there. <laughs> like, my, my mate's pulling Ellie as that big. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can bring me in a plus one. Yeah. yeah. Then. Are you all football fans or just? Just me. Just, just you. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go to the Man United game on the day after Leeds Festival. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never actually... Every time I go to visit my family, it's always in the summer, so they're not playing. So mm-hmm. I've taken a tour of Old Trafford, but I've never been. But I've been to Ibrox. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This interview's over. <laughs> you know what? I, did, I purposely didn't ask the question because I, I did it before. I think I did it with John Fratelli, and I was like, Rangers or Celtic. And He's then, like a Celtic icon. He, he is, but he, he didn't mind answering it, but I think it was the other guys. They like didn't, I think they didn't strategically probably didn't want to answer the question because they don't want to segregate yeah, half their city. Don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Like, I don't, it's not a secret. I mean, just reading my name on the page, I don't think it's going to be... Have any shock? Yeah, yeah. What side did that divide them on? But the whole thing to me is so pointless. It is. It it's is. not about football. I'm not trying to fight no. over fucking football. Right. Or get angry about that shit. I don't even live in Scotland. <laughs> but I still it's love still the game. Like it's, I still. Yeah. We're a good advert that you can come from all sides. Exactly. Yeah. And we just come. We're breaking down the uh, Catholic body divide. Like, go. well, I mean, <laughs> that's we're from, we're from Bel- we're from Belfast, where that's yeah. like yeah. completely. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's like. There's no point in making it about religion or sectarian. I don't even think it's about religion, politics. it's about politics and more but, than anything. And, and I'm just like, that's not something I want to get involved right, of course. with. At all. Of course. Uh, but a lot of people do. Yeah. So it's best to just say not probably. <laughs> I went I went to Irox once and then got lost. <laughs> and a cabbie took me for a ride. Oh no! Yeah, and then oh, he took you literally for a ride. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then yeah. it was in Glasgow, you know, they were like the cab drivers in Glasgow were the first people to figure out the like the Uber swindle. Okay. Like all of the Uber drivers in Glasgow had a WhatsApp. Everyone's waking up to it now. Yeah. But they all had a WhatsApp where they would just be like three, two, one, turn off your app, which is why it was always like two point five surging. Glasgow, Whoa. leave your app off for like 10 minutes and then everyone turn it back on at the same time once they research gamed the system. Wow. Well, see, don't, don't mess with a Glasgow cab driver. There you go. Yeah, no, we'll, we, they're on top of shit. We didn't even, I had to, I still, I think I still have to walk like four miles after <laughs> yeah. he dropped me off. And, <laughs> like, yeah, and it's wow. all run by gangsters as well. Well, that's it after a, after a Rangers match too, so it's like probably <laughs> not the area I want to be wandering around in. Well, it could have been a Celtic fan. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. But, this guy no, was it. but they weren't even. It was actually it was a Champions League match, so they were playing like a Turkish team. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Celtic yeah. wasn't even involved. It was like. Oh, well, there still is though. Yeah, of course. Well, just we anywhere. It's like you get in the cab and they ask you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, they no, see no, where you're coming from. Yeah. Nowhere. The the further uh, like physical distance and time you have away from that whole world, the less it. Yes, it, it, it matters. Right. The more insane the, yeah. the whole thing seems. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well. We don't need to delve into that any further, but no. have a great show tonight, guys. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so much for, for coming on our yeah, show. I think I held you way longer than I was supposed oh, to, but anyways. It's all right. All right. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground. The Adamantium.